If you will write quickly, amen, in the eighth chapter of the Gospel of Mark, amen, the first nine verses, and it reads as follows. In those days, the multitude being very great and having nothing to eat, Jesus called his disciples to him and said to them, I have compassion on the multitude because they have now continued with me three days and have nothing to eat. And if I send them away hungry to their own houses, they will faint on the way, for some of them have come from afar. Then the disciples answered him, How can one satisfy these people with bread here in the wilderness? And he asked them, How many loaves do you have? And they said, Seven. So he commanded the multitude to sit down on the ground and he took the seven loaves and gave thanks, broke them and gave them to his disciples to set before them. And they set them before them. They had also a few small fish and having blessed them, he said, set them also before them. Yeah, so they ate and were filled. And they took up seven large baskets of leftover fragments. The last verse says, now those who had eaten were about 4,000, and he sent them away. May God bless his holy word. You may be seated in his presence. I just want to talk briefly on the thought, the compassion of Jesus the compassion of Jesus. I have to admit, I have read this text over and over and time and time again. And last week I was reading my word and I crossed this and something just stuck with me this time. And I thought about it and I prayed on it and I thought about it. Then I prayed on it some more. Amen. And it came to me what the Lord was trying to say to my spirit as it relates to this particular text. Now, normally, my brothers and sisters, we preach and talk about the feeding of the 5,000, right? Where he took two fish and five loaves of bread and fed 5,000. We, we preach that all day long. We, we, we talk about it, how wonderful it was. But often we skip over, amen, the 4,000 agenda because it doesn't sound, 4,000 doesn't sound as good as 5,000. Amen. Let's be honest. Amen. But I need you to understand that this is this particular instance here has a different meaning, I believe. If we look carefully, it says, in those days, the multitude being very great and having nothing to eat. So what this says to me, brothers and sisters, is that when Jesus was out doing ministry, when he was out preaching the gospel when he was out doing what he came to do amen there was no social media there was no television there were no commercials about it amen you couldn't turn on abc nbc or cbs we don't deal with the other one you couldn't deal amen, and hear some kind of projection that jesus would be here on on mountain standard time or pacific standard time amen on such and such a day so when Jesus came into the midst of where the people were, amen, they did 
not have opportunity nor time, hello, to pack a lunch, if you will. They didn't have opportunity to pack and say, oh, we're going to follow this brother. So let's go home and let's get ourselves a lunch. First of all, had they even considered that, had it even been registered, they would not have known how long or how far they were going to have to travel, amen, or how long it would be before, uh, before they got to the end or their destination. But instead, the word of God was so prominent. The word of God was so prevalent. The word of God was so good as Jesus was speaking and preaching and performing miracles in the cities that he was going through, in the country that he was going through, that the people just decided, I need to go right now. I forget everything. They, I, I don't see them bringing up, you know, a, a suitcase. A change of clothing. I, I don't think, amen, they, didn't, they just said, oh, wait a minute, this is so good, we're going to have to go. And so they left wherever they were, and they followed Jesus, listening to Jesus preach, listening to Jesus speak, watching Jesus performing what we call miracles, watching Jesus encourage the multitudes, if you will, and the people to have faith in themselves and to believe in God and to know that all things are possible and to know that what the Jews were that were afraid of would be open to the Gentiles and anybody who ever wanted to receive it that's why the word says come unto me all ye that are weak and heavy laden and I will give you rest so the realities of it my brothers and sisters are simply this that everybody that heard the word just wanted to follow the word and keep going no matter what the circumstances amen so here we have now a great multitude as the text says to us a great multitude now now unfortunately those days they never counted women and children so we know that there were 4,000 men yeah yeah not not just not just 4,000 persons but 4,000 men and 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 God only knows how many women and children were there but but as Jesus was moving and preaching after a while after Things went on after they traveled the day one and traveled day two. And when they got to day three, the word says Jesus had compassion on the multitudes. Amen. Now, I thought about that for a minute. I, I, I thought about it, Tracy, and I, and I said, wait a minute. Uh, uh, that is suggesting that maybe Jesus did not have compassion on day one or day two. No, I don't think that's what that is saying at all. I believe what it is saying is when it got to the point where it needed to be addressed, y'all better hear this, when it needed to be addressed, Jesus addressed it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So th th this is, helps me to understand what this text was really lifting up in my spirit amen the bible says is that i have compassion on the multitudes because they have now continued with me for three days here here comes the problem here here comes the situation if we continue with jesus he will manage our situation y'all missed that if we continue with jesus he will manage our yeah <clears throat> He'll take care of what we need taken care of. Yeah, yeah. Note the text that, that, that they've been with me. They have continued with me three days and have nothing to eat. Amen. Now, I, I know people, you know, some of us can't go, you know, five hours without something to eat. 
But I, I believe that these people, because of the word of God, you know, God has a way of making things happen. Amen. He, he, you know, have you ever been so engulfed in what you were doing? Watch this now. That you forgot to eat. Have you ever been so engulfed in what you were doing? Hunger never approached you because your mind was fixed on what was going on or what you were doing. Now, put that in perspective. They are listening to what Jesus is saying. And the last thing that's crossing their mind is food. The last thing that's crossing their mind is the reality that they don't have anything to eat. But when the word gets so good, when, 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 when Jesus is with you, when the word gets to a point where, where you forget about everything else. That's a, you know, some people come to church. I've got to go here right quick. Some people come to church and they spend all day long watching their watch amen and so consequently church seems like it's long yeah yeah anybody can I get a witness but then when we get ourselves engulfed in what's going on in church it doesn't seem like church is long does it because our focus is not on time, but our focus is what's on what's going around us, what's happening around us and with us and through us. And so, my brothers and sisters, I've just come this morning to tell you about the compassion of Jesus. Yes, when three days had come, because he is our Lord and our Savior, he understood that these who have not had anything to eat needed to eat. And so he invited the, the if you will, he invited the disciples come here let me holler at you right quick uh, uh, I have compassion on these folk and they've been with me three days and they have not had anything to eat and if I send them away not not what but change that when I send them away hello when I send them on their way they won't make it home because their focus y'all know y'all miss this thing their focus will now be uh, not on what going on here but what's happening with themselves and so I need to feed them and yes they confront Jesus we can't feed these folks or Ralph's is closed we can't feed these folks Safeway is not open there is no Safeway out here in the wilderness no Vons in the wilderness uh, there's whatever your grocery store is in your area it's not open in the wilderness so what shall we do Jesus confronted them what do you have how many loaves do you have and one of the disciples said we've got seven loaves amen and I would imagine they started feeling a little antsy well, wait a minute, this is what we have. <laughs> this, this, you ask us how much we have. We have seven loaves. There are 12 disciples, but we have seven loaves. There's 12 plus you, Jesus, is 13, and seven loaves ain't going that far. Amen. Yeah, and we've got a few little bitty fish. Amen. He said, you got some fish and some loaves. That's good enough for me. My brothers and sisters, so what he did was he instructed the people. The Bible said Jesus instructed, y'all sit down. I'm getting ready to do something for you. Y'all sit down. I'm getting ready to bless you. Y'all sit down, sit down. And here, unlike the feeding of the 5,000, in the feeding of the 5,000, they were in a grassy area. They got a chance to sit down in luxury, if you will. But here, they were out in the wilderness, the Bible says. And so, they're sitting on dirt. Yeah. 
Yeah, they're sitting on dirt and all they have before them. So the Bible says that Jesus took the bread and he blessed it and he broke that bread and he gave it to his disciples and said, y'all take this to them and let them eat. Likewise, after that, he blessed the fish and said, now here, y'all give this to them as well. It's amazing how God can show compassion and do what he needs to do in the midst of even a desert situation. Where are you trying to go, preacher? Let me hit it so y'all can go home. Let me just kind of tell it to you like this. No matter what your situation is, if you're sick, I think you ought to continue with Jesus. If you're down, you need to continue with Jesus. If you're confused, you need to continue with Jesus. It may not happen on the first day. It may not happen on the second day. But I declare when the compassion of Jesus is elevated, it will come to you and he will serve your situation. He'll take care of whatever it is that you have going on he will see though he will use what's close enough to you amen to take care of you I wish there was somebody here that understands that as long as we stick with Jesus everything will be all right as long as we hang out with the Lord as long as we continue to read his word as long as we continue to trust in him everything is gonna be all right that's why the old writer said I've got a feeling everything gonna be all right no matter what you're going through heartache and pain I I'm telling you, stay with Jesus. If you stay with him, his compassion will show. If you stay with him, you, we've got to understand, my brothers, as throughout the Bible, it expresses for us to stay with the Lord. Huh? If my people who are called by my name well, humble themselves. That means stay with me, huh? That means if they would, if they would pray and, and turn from their wicked ways and seek my faith, stay with me. I, I'll, I'll, I'll hear from heaven. And when I hear from heaven, I'll heal the land. My brothers and sisters, can you stay with Jesus? I, I know there's been a whole lot of folk upset and disturbed because they could not get inside the sanctuary but I've just come to tell you I got some bad news for you Jesus is not just in a sanctuary I've come by to tell you that if you wake up in the morning and you feel the coolness of the floor on your feet it's Jesus right there when you find yourself in the midst of hardships and pain it's Jesus right there if you're in the hospital sick I declare it's Jesus but you got to stay with him you got to hold on to his unchanging hand you got to talk to him and walk with him you got to believe in him you got to tell yourself all things are possible there's nothing too difficult for God we've got to stick with Jesus in order to receive his compassion here we are on the brink of the church reopening and there's some folk that left Jesus Uh, they just left. And they wonder why they're hungry. They wonder why things are not going right in their lives. I know it's tough out there. So, uh, we were watching the news the other night. I couldn't believe it. I almost fell out my chair when the news broadcaster went to the gasoline station. 
and they showed the gas at $7.29 a gallon. I almost fell out my chair. But then I said to myself, you know what I know? God is able. <laughs> I'm going to stick with you, Jesus. And I don't know how, but somehow the, your people who are sticking with you, you will have compassion on them. And you will show them a way out of no way. I declare there ought to be a witness at your home. There ought to be a witness in this place that God has already shown you that he's still a way maker out of nowhere. That he can still do things that the world just doesn't understand. And I'm sure those who were sitting down in the midst of the desert could not understand how they were getting enough bread and enough fish to eat here they are standing and then and then the disciples had another job I, I like the other job I like the second job the disciples had the first job was to distribute it uh, and the second job was to collect the leftovers I, I I just come by to tell you that the Bible says that they collected seven big baskets full not not seven little baskets, but seven big baskets. After feeding 4,000 men, they had stuff left with seven loaves of bread and just a few little bitty fish. Isn't God able, if he can do that, don't you think he can handle your situation? If God can do that, don't you think he can make a way for you out of nowhere? If God can do that, he can put a dime in your broke pocket. I declare he can. He can put a, a gallon of gas in your tank to get you where you need to go. I declare, don't be disgusted courage that's why i wanted the people and the and to everybody to hear be not dismayed whatever be time that god will take care of you he's going to take care of you no matter what the last verse said no matter what may be the test god will take care of you if we just hang in there with jesus we've got to continue with the lord and when you walk with him and talk with him and shout with him and pray to him and when trouble comes throw your hands up and just shout out father i stretch my hand to thee no other help i know when you're sick I declare he's still a healing doctor. When you're down, he's still a picker-upper. My, my, my brothers and sisters, we've got to stick with Jesus. And then his compassion. Hallelujah. His compassion will come. And what is the compassion of Jesus? It's simply he will take care of every need you have. Hmm. If I let him go, on their way home, they'll faint because of their lack of what they need. If Jesus hasn't done anything for you, you're going to faint when you leave his presence. If Jesus hasn't fixed it for you, I declare you can't make it home. I don't I don't care how far it is. And it says, and then and he took the seven loaves and gave thanks, broke it and said, give it to his disciples and set it before them. Now that now, now, now something had to happen, my brothers and sisters. Normally, amen. Normally, when you have a group of folk, you dish out plates. But he just said, set it before them. So guess what also was in place? Unity and understanding were in place 
Say, I, I, I know I need some, and I know you need some, and I know that you're not going to take my peace. I know I'm not going to take your peace, so we can do this thing together. Hello, somebody. Y'all y'all missing this thing. You could do this thing together, and if we do it together, everybody will be blessed. Everybody will be filled. And so I've just come this morning to tell you we need to learn how to do this thing together. We've got to learn how to trust in God, amen, and not be pointing fingers and blame folk and picking on little pieces of this and little pieces of that of the other if they haven't been around if they haven't been in church it does not matter I declare we we also have fallen short of the glory of God but in spite of that let's open our hearts and our minds and learn how to love each other and learn how to bless each other and learn how to encourage each other and learn how to work with each other and when we do that the compassion of Jesus will be elevated and we will receive everything that we need don't know about you but I love the Lord he heard my cry and pitied my ever groan here it come long as I live and troubles rise I'm gonna hasten to his throne I can't get there if I ain't hung out with him. I said, I can't get there if I don't know where he is. I can't hasten to the throne unless I know what he's able to do. The Bible says he's able to do above all that you can think of. The compassion of Jesus, brothers and sisters. In 2022, we need to understand that we need to stay with Jesus. I declare he'll take care of us. In the midst of the war, he'll take care of us. In the midst of high gas prices, he'll, he'll take care of us. In the midst of empty grocery shelves, he'll take care of us. In the midst of sickness and Death, he will take care of us because he is compassionate. Hang in there with Jesus. Don't give up. Don't, don't, don't be afraid to trust him. And I would even add, don't be afraid to need him. Hmm? I do. I need him. You know, I need him to guide me. Every day. As I travel along this narrow way.